heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. We are excited about the show. I know I say that a lot, but this is the most exciting season for me. Now, if you think you're listening to the Christmas edition, you're not. <laughs> Easter, I got to throw it in there. That's probably pretty exciting, too. But It's a close one and two, but I think Easter would win out. But this is the most exciting season for me. And what season is it, Dennis? Sam, I just respond with a question. Are you ready for some football? Absolutely. I've been ready for some football. We are in the middle of the kickoff of football season, right? We have high school that started, uh, college has started. We've got um, NFL that started, yeah. right? And that quarterback, Sam May. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I must be dreaming because that never happened. But uh, Producer yeah. Howard strikes <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, but it's an exciting time. I know that uh, it must be an exciting time because you see it all over commercials. You're going to have people like Papa John's. It's going to have commercials all over the place. Absolutely. You know, and Papa John's is a big supporter of the NFL, and they have you know one of the best spokesmen ever in Peyton Manning. And then also, you want to say something a little bit about Papa John's, don't you, Dennis? Well, I just want to thank Brent Moser and the gang over at South Hawthorne Road in Winston-Salem. They gave us our, we'll call it our pregame meal today they provided our pizza they got a kickoff special going on for uh two toppings large for ten dollars all throughout the football season so give them a call and thanks brent for the pizza it was great today it was we're a little tired so we'll have to go from there but no we're excited today's show is about football but it's not about football it's about the lessons that you learn from football movies and and robbie if i had to ask you you know, what's some of the football movies that come to mind that's that's meant something to you or that you remember? E- either they were just silly, but if I say football movie, what's some of the ones that come to mind for you? Yeah, well, of course, you know, Burt Reynolds for me, you know, <laughs> you know, the original Longest Yard, you know, it used language we hadn't really became acquired with, but nonetheless, it was, it was, man, that was real football and real tough. And, and, and macho kind of a, a thing, you know, for those of us who like smoking the bandit. And so naturally we would, we would go with the longest yard, those kind of things. But then, you know, they got a little more inspiring as movies came along, Gene Hatman and, and, and different things like that. And mm-hmm. remember the Titans and those kind of things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Dennis, if, if I ask you some of the movies that come to mind. Well, the first one that comes to mind is Brian's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that oh, might've wow. been, that might've been the first football movie I ever saw. And that was before I. That was long before I ever came to Wake Forest territory. And Brian Piccolo is kind of a legend around these parts. But that was a. You know, I think about some of the football movies, and I think about true stories. And that was definitely a true story, full of an inspiring uh, stories within it. Absolutely, and in this general area, you know, within a couple state area, you've got you know, uh, We Are Marshall, mm-hmm. right? The, the true story of that. You've got uh, Radio. It was out of South Carolina, which is a great story. I uh, remember the Titans was... They were in Alexandria, Virginia. Virginia yeah. as well. And so you have Brian's song. You have a movie called The Fifth Quarter, which wasn't really that well known, but a very powerful true story about a, a local family or a family where their son played locally here football. 
But uh, we're going to be talking about those movies. And, and on the line, we have a special guest with us today. We have Andy Thomas. And Andy, you're a friend of the show. We've, we've known you for a few, few years now. But I'd ask you to join us on this conversation because you're in our fantasy football league. And we're not going to talk about how we're all going to beat Dennis. We're not going to do that today. <laughs> but I would like you to say, you know, what is your favorite football movie that you've, that's really spoke to you? Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think several of my favorites were, were already mentioned: The Longest Yard and uh, We Are Marshall, and definitely Brian's song. But um, mine was Remember the Titans. I mean, it really made an impact. It's one of those feel-good movies that taught you something. It was, you know, end to end, it had something um, that it was teaching you. Whether it was, you know, about. Um, reconciliation, forgiveness, about humility, about leadership, and probably the biggest thing was fatherhood, I saw it. Mm. Yeah, because you do get a couple different glimpses of that from a couple different angles. You know, right. um, And so the, the clip that you picked, if you want, I'll go ahead and set that up. It, it's a, a clip that we've used once before, and it's a really powerful clip. And in this scene, you have, and if you don't know the story of Remember the Titans, it, it's a true story in Alexandria, Virginia, where two schools have to merge. You know, one's a white school, one's a black school, and they have to come together, and these teams have to form. And, and as, as expected, there's a lot of animosity, there's a lot of uh, disruption at, at the beginning, and then at some point they become a team and they become friends, you know, and you really learn the whole rest of the story. But at this point is one of the turning points between two linebackers. You got one of the captains of the team and Gary Bertier, who's talking with Julius, and they're both linebackers, and they're both very good, but something's wrong between them, and let's listen to how that plays out. All right, man, listen. I'm Gary. You're Julius. Let's get some particulars and just get this over with, all right? Particulars? Yeah. No matter what I tell you, you ain't gonna never know nothing about hey, me. Hey, listen. I ain't running any more of these three days, okay? Well, what I got to say, you really don't want to hear, because honesty ain't too high up on your people priority list, right? Honesty? You want honesty? All right, honestly, I think you're nothing. Nothing but a pure waste of God-given talent. You don't listen to nobody, man. Not even Doc or Boone. Shiver, push on the line every time, man. You blow right past them. Push them, pull them, do something. You can't run over everybody in this league. And every time you do, you leave one of your teammates hanging out to dry. Me in particular. Why should I give a hoot about you? Huh? Or anybody else out there? You want to talk about a waste? You the captain, right? Right. Captain's supposed to be the leader, right? Right. You got a job? I have a you job. You been doing your job? I've been doing my job. Then why don't you tell your white buddies to block for Rev better? Because they have not blocked for him or for Plug Nickel, and you know it. Nobody plays. Yourself included. I'm supposed to wear myself out for the team? What team? No. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look out for myself, and I'm going to get mine. See, man, that's the worst attitude I ever heard. Attitude reflect leadership, Captain. Wow. <laughs> so, Andy, that, that clip you said has stuck with you over the years. What was it about that clip that really just spoke to your heart in, the, in this journey of being a man that, uh, that helped motivate you? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is that um, Gary didn't really see that he was part of the problem and that he wasn't taking responsibility and leading by example and calling out 
the guys that weren't doing their job, the white guys on the team that weren't doing their job of blocking for the uh, uh, for the 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 other guys, and it just uh, Joey just called him on it, and that's what people are going to do. They're going to see that they're going to let you know, or they're going to point out that you know what I do, how I respond has to do with your leadership, and it helps you to remember to stand up and do the right thing. Even when you don't, when it's not easy to, it probably wasn't easy for Gary to. It was, it was obvious you could see it in the movie. It wasn't easier for him to call out his friend to tell him to block, and right. uh, it just, it just really brings that point that leadership does. Uh, attitude is a reflection of leadership. Right, and, and as men, we're leaders in lots of ways. We we did a show a while back on being a king, right, and you know, having a kingdom, but. You know, we are leaders. We're leaders in our families. We're leaders a lot of times with friends. We're leaders in lots of roles one way or another. And, and we're part of that issue. If it's good or bad, we're part of it. And taking that ownership is key. Andy, thank you. Dennis, I want to go to your clip. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your clip and the movie that you picked? What's from the movie The Blind Side, which is actually the true story of Michael Orr, who plays for the Baltimore Ravens now. And he goes from being homeless to uh, being adopted by a family to becoming a professional football player. At this point in the story, he is just starting to play football for this high school football team, a Christian school, and uh, he's not doing too well. They find it, they're finding out that he has the physical abilities, but he, 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 doesn't, he hasn't played organized football that, that much, and the coach is not reaching him. So something else happens because mom is there, and she has the God-given knowledge of what his true identity really is and how to reach him, so she coaches her son up. Give me a minute, Bert. We're in the middle of practice, Leanne. You can thank me later. Michael, do you remember when we first met and we went to that horrible part of town to buy you those dreadful clothes? And I was a little bit scared, and you told me not to worry about it because you had my back. Do you remember that? Yes, ma'am. And if anyone tried to get to me, you would have stopped them, right? And when you and SJ were in that car wreck, what did you do to the airbag? Stopped it. You stopped it. You stopped it. This team is your family, Michael. You have to protect them from those guys, okay? Listen, Tony here's your quarterback, all right? You protect his blind side. When you look at him, you think of me, how you have my back, how you have his, okay? All right, Tony, go back. Oompa Loompa here is your tailback. When you look at him, you think of SJ and how you've never let anyone or anything hurt him. You understand me? Are you going to protect the family, Michael? Yes, ma'am. Good boy. Then go have some fun. Want to run a play? SJ, you're going to want to get this. say to him should get to know your players Bert he tested 98% in protective instincts I said you could thank me later it's later Bert (laughs) (laughs) one Mississippi so Dennis we're going to be going to break here in a few minutes or a few about 30 seconds but why don't you tell us a little bit about why that clip speaks to you so much and we'll come back and talk about it when we come back she identified who he was and uh 
that he was a protector. She had seen that through the testing that he did. And when she explained to him what his identity was, he understood where to go from there. And I think he took out half the defensive line on that next play. But knowing your true identity mm-hmm. can go a long ways. Even even when you have problems in life, which I think if we were talking to Michael Orr right now, he'd tell us it hasn't been all roses since then, that he's had some moments. But knowing who you truly are in God's eyes, and I believe that was very God-given in his true story, uh, he was able to move on with that and do what God had called him to do. Absolutely. And the coach had been asking him to play a different role. Yeah. Well, you're listening to Masculine Journey. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the lessons you learn from football movies. And I hope you're enjoying this football season as NFL kicks off with the rest of the teams tomorrow. But uh, come back and listen to us. And we're going to get in a couple more good clips here from Al, Robbie, and myself on the clips we pick. Go to Masculine Journey Radio for more information. Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown in the Line of Fire, the Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dilmore, Truth Talk Live, all of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport. You can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. You heard us laughing. All right. we, thank you, Howard, for that laugh. That was quite good. Uh, you guys will just have to email us to ask us what happened in that segment there. But uh, no, that song is often used. That's what we picked it to come back in with, you know, football championships and all that. And, and there is a, a thing to the sport, but there's a lot about football that really means stuff to people. There's lessons that's learned. There's hardships that happen. You know, I have two boys that play football and just the discipline and things that it, they learn in it. And, and so football is really popular, obviously, in, in the United States and from the from the ranks of peewee all the way through professional. And we've been talking about some of the best clips from our favorite movies. And then when you left off, you're talking about identity. And I just want to revisit yeah. that for a second. What happened in that show when Michael was being asked from the blind side, was being asked to live in something other than his identity? Well, it didn't work for him at all when he was being asked to, d- to do something different than 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 to protect uh he wasn't being he wasn't successful uh he wasn't functioning well at all but when he was asked to perform based on his true identity things suddenly changed mm-hmm. and i and i liken that to when we talked again we've done this uh, at camps before when when we talk about your true identity and when god speaks to you about your identity uh 
that puts kind of a whole new light on things right. because you understand your role, you understand how God sees you, and it may just start with God. God is a loving God, and He loves you as His son. Um, I think Michael probably got some of that too right. along the way. And when you do live outside your identity, there's an internal conflict mm-hmm. that you're fighting, and you just don't really realize why. You know, because you're not living true to yourself, not the way God made you. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, I'm going to kind of switch over to you. You picked a movie. Right, that uh, that you liked, and I'd like you to tell us a little bit about the movie and why you picked that movie. Well, Facing the Giants, amazing, you know, movie from my standpoint, a Christian movie with a Christian theme behind it. But the clip that I'm using, you wouldn't ne- necessarily from the film think that it's an extremely Christian clip because it's just a a drill that's going on. And in this particular drill, they have one of the linemen and they put another player on his back, and he's on all fours, and he's going to start out in the one end zone and, and begin to go, they want him to go 20 yards with this other person on his back on all fours, which would be quite a task having this other player on your back. What the coach does here to me is a phenomenal illustration of how sometimes God makes a spectacle out of somebody by putting more on them than they, you may think that they're capable of. But the coach is calling out in this young man to do what he knows he's capable of in the spite of the fact that it's very painful if the guy's mom was there, I'm sure he'd pulled, she'd have stopped it. You know, this ain't going to happen because it's hard to watch somebody go through a lot of pain. You want to pull him out of that pain, but to pull him out would have, you wouldn't get a chance to see his glory. And because this man coached him, put the, put the burden on his back and then coached him, he made a spectacle for the whole team. And unfortunately, you can't see it through the what you're going to hear. But the more this man went on all four, the whole team comes up and he becomes a spectacle, a sight of what it means to play with a whole heart. I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right, let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground, just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. It's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it. Not the 20 yet. Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, done. Just rest in a second. You gotta keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep, keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on. Keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. I'm bad at strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. It burns. And let it burn. It burns. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promised me your best.
Yeah, it's it's a powerful scene. From my standpoint, I, I've seen many people that you would think God put a burden on their back that they couldn't carry. And those people that come alongside that man and tell him to keep going and encouraging him when it looks like, rather than pulling the burden off his back, which is very tempting for many moms out there, mm-hmm. but by allowing them to keep going with that burden that God put on there and by encouraging them like that coach does and call it out, then at the end, we got to see his glory. And the thing you can't see unless you're seeing the, watching the clip is the whole team now is totally inspired on what it looks like to give every everything to play wholehearted, which is a turning point for that team in the movie. It is, you know, and, you know, Robbie, I'd seen that scene before and until you pointed out just the parallel of life. I mean, I looked at it as a football clip, you know, just that uh, it was very encouraging. And I thank you for picking that one, just that it, there are times you just feel like giving up. You just feel like saying, you know what, I just can't do this anymore. I can't take one more thing, mm-hmm. you know, but that's when God sends somebody in your life and says, yeah, you can. Or maybe he speaks to you and just so if you're at that point right now just push through it you know god's there he's watching he's holding you he's cheering you on but he's there and so uh, don't give up hope just keep pushing through it uh, al i'm gonna uh, ask you a little bit about your movie clip now honestly i gotta say i did not like this movie when i watched it and you said you're, you said you're gonna pick a clip i loved it, <laughs> loved it, loved it. <laughs> which was a surprise that it's was a, switch, a big surprise it's actually. a switch of roles for us but uh, you picked a clip and you said you're gonna pick a clip from this movie and i'm thinking there's nothing redeeming in this movie at all but then i listened to your clip and there was so tell us a little bit about the movie and then go ahead and set up that clip the beauty of this clip is it sets itself up in the first few minutes, but I want to ask the listener to do something. If you don't have salvation, I want you to think about your victories. Are they meaningless? Maybe there are, there are many, many victories that you have in your life, but they're empty. Or maybe they're just too few and far between. And what about your loss? Are your losses more meaningful than your victories? Now, if you have salvation, I want to ask you a question. What is holding you back from serving the Lord with everything you have through your spiritual gifts. Is there is it your worship? Is it your praise? Is it your is it your service? What is holding you back? Let's go ahead and go to the, the clip. Last Sunday I saw a team on the field play as hard as they could to win the football game. We lost. Not because of effort or desire, but because of lack of leadership, lack of trust. One of those issues has been resolved. But leadership means nothing if a team doesn't believe in each other. Players spend years together before they develop trust in one another. And I'm asking you to do it in a week. Not a reasonable request, but these aren't reasonable times. Now, I know you all have concerns about this Sunday. But a real man... admits his fears that's what I'm asking you to do here tonight who wants to start fears let's talk about it. <clears throat> fears fears <clears throat> um. <clears throat> hey, I'm, hey, I'm scared of spiders coach <laughs> well that's not what I mean too coach I'm afraid of spiders too coach that's not what I'm talking about what I'm talking about is what scares us on the field? What you mean, like spiders on the field? <laughs> Get beyond the spiders, please. Anybody here afraid of anything other than insects? 
Huh? Come on. Quicksand. You're playing. And you think everything is going fine. But then one thing goes wrong. And then another. And another. And you try to fight back. But the harder you fight, the deeper you sink. Till you can't move. You can't breathe. Because you're in over your head. Like quicksand. The truth is, you guys have been given something that every athlete dreams of. A second chance. And you're afraid of blowing it. We all are. But now our fear is shared and we can overcome it together. Let's lose that fear this Sunday and put it into San Diego. Hey, Al, so that was your challenge, right? Your challenge was, what are you afraid of? Exactly. But are you afraid of spiders? Al is afraid of spiders. <laughs> I think Al's afraid. Acrophobia. There is a dislike for spiders, more for snakes. But that that quicksand clip describes my life to a T before my salvation. And then once I had my salvation, there was something holding me back in my my faith, in my spirituality, in my walk, and facing that fear was what helped me to, to be unleashed as a Christian. Thank you, Al. That, you've been listening to the Masculine Journey. We thank you for listening to us today. I hope you enjoyed some of the clips that we used. There are so many more. We had more that we didn't get to. Another clip from Remember the Titans. We have so many we could have picked from. If you'd like to participate in this conversation, go to our Facebook page, Masculine Journey Radio on Facebook, and answer the question, what clip has spoken the most to you over the years through football? If you want more information on upcoming events or on podcasts, go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Thanks for listening.